Welcome back, Webhead, to the Webhead Podcast. This is me, Steven. I'm here with my co-host, my brother. DeMarco, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're getting into, uh, we're not doing an event. We're doing something a little bit different today. We're going over the uh, the sliding time scale is what people call it, or what Marvel calls it. And we'll get into a little bit more of what it is uh, after we see how we've been doing. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's hit that theme song, and then we'll get into the rest of it. noticed uh we, we're sounding a little bit different looking a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, this week uh i'm recording from home yes. steven is too uh, i came down with a case of the vid he got the vid the vid job. He got the um, vid. so i got i found out i had it last monday at the time of this recording so um yeah i thought it was just allergies you know mm. that's that's so uh, Friday and Sunday, you know, I was just like, damn, my allergies are like really bad. Like nose is runny, it won't stop, this and that. And then, uh, you know, I went to a party that Saturday. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm fine. Uh, that Sunday was Mother's Day and me, me and mom went out to uh, Lake Chabot and we did like a little walk. And I was like, yeah, my nose is runny, it's allergies, and, you know, my throat's scratchy or whatever. Next morning, all right, that night I go to sleep and I have like a headache. I think it's a sinus headache. Mm. And then next morning I wake up, still have the headache, nose is runny, tired. And I'm like, all right, allergies, got to go to work still. <laughs> so I, I get to work and uh, my coworker just like looks at me. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, just allergies. She's <laughs> like, oh, you look bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting at my desk, like literally dying. Like I'm just like sitting there thinking, like, uh, how am I going to like make it through the day? Like, these allergies are the worst. And then there's like rumblings on the office, like, hey, uh, you know, some some other people have gotten sick, so like, let's all just wear our mask and you know this and that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, whatever. And then I get a a, a Teams message uh, from my friend who was at the party. Uh, and she's like, "Hey, sorry to let you know, but so and so also had co- uh, has COVID. Uh, she was at the party. Like, damn. <laughs> she she sent you a teen message. She's like, "Hey, meet me on the second floor in the broom closet. I gotta tell you something." <laughs> she tells me, "I'm like, damn. All right." So then I'm like thinking to myself, like, maybe I should get a COVID test just to you know, just yeah. to make sure I'm good. The smart you know? option. It's just allergies I have, but let me just make sure. So then I go on my lunch 
after my lunch, I get the message like, hey, we got your test down in the mail room. Come get it. So I go get it and I go to the bathroom down there because no one ever uses that bathroom. Mm. And I, I do the test and everything. Literally within like two minutes, the thing's already telling. It like lights up. I'm like, ah. <laughs> it's like, hey, my man, you got it. Here it is. So I grabbed my stuff, came home, and I've I've literally been home this whole week. You know, like, uh, it wasn't too bad. That first day, it was it sucked, and then all the days after that, I've just been kind of just chilling at home, like just letting everything go. Yeah, I we got it. Uh, my whole household got it last year, mm. in July, and the first couple of days wasn't that bad. And then like the it was either like the third or fourth day I got like when I had it, and um, it was rough. Like my skin felt like it was like burning. Like even having the sheets on top of me was like, ah, oh, this hurts so bad. I was <laughs> I was just in the room sweating my ass off. And it didn't. It made it worse because it was in the middle of the summer, so it's like ninety-five uh, degrees out. Yeah, I'm just like on the bed, just like, uh, <laughs> please, just end it. Yeah, I was rough, but then like the very next day, I was completely fine. Yeah, but yeah, I still I feel fine now. Like four days after that. Yeah, I took a test. When did I take it? Thursday. Took another. Yeah, took another one Thursday. Still came back positive. So I'm gonna take another one tomorrow. Hopefully, not positive, so I can move on with my life and <laughs> get out of the house. When does uh, because uh, Danny's been out of town for a while, right? Yeah. When does she come back? Um, to be determined. Okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I was just checking to see if it was like Monday or something. <laughs> she she's pretty safe, so she doesn't have anything to worry about. <laughs> Hopefully, by the time she comes back, I don't have it again. She, <laughs> she's like, yeah, hey, I got to come back tomorrow. <laughs> You're like, fuck, man. The weird thing is, though, uh, when she got it originally, I think she got it maybe like March or something in uh, of last year. Mm-hmm. So she got it then. Um, and like I slept in the same bed and everything. Didn't get it for the whole time. And in October when I got it, same thing. She didn't get it either. You guys are sitting here risking your lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured, you know, we I, I couldn't go to work anyways. They wouldn't let me go to work that when she had it. Yeah. So I was like. So you're like, oh, fuck it. If I get it, I get it. <laughs> if I get it, I get it. I'm already taking the time off anyway, so. <laughs> I guess I might as well just get it. <laughs> get it, get it over with. <laughs> Watch let, me test, let me test out this vaccine they gave. <laughs> Watch it would have been really fucked up on the the very last day. She's like she doesn't have it anymore, and then all of a sudden you test positive. <laughs> also, but just kind of off. Well, really off topic. But you ever had Jollibee? No. No. I'm gonna get a lot of if I have any Filipino listeners. <laughs> love Jollibee. <laughs> please, man, please don't piss off the Filipinos. <laughs> I just had it yesterday for the first time. I'm guessing uh, you didn't love it. It wasn't. It wasn't all that. You got to get the right thing, but like. So I, I've only, I've only heard that they have like a. I heard the spaghetti is really good. Mm. Um, 
and uh, they have like some pies, like almost like McDonald's pies mm-hmm. that everybody always talks about. But uh, I've never tried the spaghetti because I think it has hot dogs in it, mm-hmm. and I can't I can't see anything online if the hot dogs have beef or pork. Sorry, um, <clears throat> I don't eat pork, so like I'm not gonna just risk it and hope that it is beef. <laughs> um, but nobody ever tells me like, oh, the fried chicken is like you got to get the fried chicken. So, so I got, I got the three piece fried chicken, rice, um, mashed potatoes, fries, and I got the peach mango pie. Okay, yeah, that's the pie that everybody's talking about. So the peach mango pie is pretty fire. Like, okay. it, that's real good. So if you ever go there, get that. All right. I mean, rice is rice. It's just white rice. So I can't really say it's good or bad. Um, mashed potatoes were all right. Fries were all right. Just kind of reminded me of like, uh, what's that? Like <laughs> Popeyes. The chicken <laughs> okay. wasn't bad, but I mean, it, like every, it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't. I didn't see the hype. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what are you giving it? Mm, I'll give it a 7. 7.5. Are you being, are you being generous because you don't want to piss people off? <laughs> are you telling people, or is it really 7.5? I'm. It's a 7.5, but I, I'll try it again because I want to try the spaghetti. Because mm. I was like, I know there's something there that, like, besides the chicken that I need to get. So I'll try the spaghetti, and I'll leave it at seven point five. If I try the spaghetti and it's fire, that can boost it up to, you know, high score. All right, Keith Lee. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So if we have Demarco saying if we have Filipino listeners, it's a seven point five, but there's room for improvement. If we don't have any Filipino listeners, he said it was a five point five. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man, uh, what what have I been up to? Um, I didn't ask. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you were done. <laughs> Who said? You, <laughs> you're just stuffing your mouth with French fries over there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, what do we do for Mother's Day? We went to uh, we took me and Ferial took uh, our mom. And Ariel's mom and our grandma to the zoo for Mother's Day. Um, that was fun. It was. It wasn't hella warm out there, but it was warm enough to be doing all that walking. <laughs> it was the, the air was just super dry. But <laughs> it was. It wasn't too bad. Um, and then. I haven't done anything, dude. Nothing at all. I I saw Super I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. How'd you like uh, it? Uh, it was good. It was cool. Um it was like the perfect length. <laughs> it was It's only like ninety minutes, right? Yeah. It was like the perfect length. It, uh, it was funny. And I surprisingly just didn't, I didn't feel like I missed like anything or like they should have added something more to it. Mm. It was cool. I liked it. Um, <laughs> I've seen other movies since then. 
Um, one of which was really good and emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is gonna come out in about two weeks from today or from the day of recording. So we should be okay, spoiler wise, right? Yeah, because by that point it would have been a whole um, month since come out, right? Yeah. Yeah, Marvel doesn't wait that long. Yeah, they'll give you a weekend. To... <laughs> they were throwing <laughs> throw stuff out first weekend. Um, it was good. Yeah, it was so good. That was probably that. That might be maybe one of my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah, James Gunn just and hopefully he can do that with uh, with DC. Mm-hmm. But man, he. It was so good. I. It was like the the ups and downs, the emotional parts, and like even uh, what's just the guy's name? The who played the High Evolutionary? Oh, I uh, is it Chuck? I forgot like his last name. Chuck. I Chuck Wendy. Yeah, something something like Chuck Weedy Ouija. Yeah. Yeah. That guy he was so good as a villain. Mm-hmm. Like he just he pissed me off so much. <laughs> like and, and there's, there's like, like no redeeming qualities to him or anything. He was just no. a really bad guy. He just gets worse as the movie goes on. <laughs> It's like it pissed me off so much, but he he was just so good at it, and it, yeah, I um, yeah, right now that's that, that might that's it's pushing for the top spot on the Marvel movies. Yeah, it was definitely like like out of all the threequels that we've gotten mm-hmm. in all the movies, like for all the Marvel movies, like I feel like that one was like it, it felt the most complete you know mm-hmm. like it, and it could have just been because like it was like not like a definitive end end because everybody survived but like it just felt like okay like i know these characters are going to be in these places mm-hmm. but like i'm okay if i don't see them like pop up again or like you know like oh they're going to pop up in this movie or this movie like i feel like this is like a good end for everybody yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested to see if we do see any of them again. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I obviously I know it's not going to be anytime soon. But also, too, it's like James Gunn did such a good job with the characters. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I trust anybody else with them. <laughs> um, but I, I, was, I was super glad to see Cosmo. Yeah, um, and then all the the uh, Lila, Teeth, Lore. Yeah, that was. I I I cried. Uh, more than I expected to. I didn't cry, only because at least for that part, like I didn't cry because I was like just so like, kind of like amazed with like, the acting. 
in that part, even though it's like they're CG characters and everything. Mm-hmm. Like just thinking about the fact that like what what he's putting the character through, yeah. and like just like that's what Rocket had to deal with, and like this is why he's like that, and like kind of thinking back on everything. Yeah, I was just sort of just, we like, spent the last well, two movies like with him, like just kind of being a dick to people, and yeah, no one ever knows like why he's so angry all the time. Mm. And then yeah, you see that, and it's like, well, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm. So I guess all, at this point, all we know is Star Lord's coming back for sure. I would hope Rocket and group come back yeah i don't think it'll be too hard to pay yeah. Bradley cooper a couple bill just to do some voices no him and, and vin diesel just gotta show up to the studio and just say the yeah. pieces and then just cgi everything and boom you're done yeah that's gonna add that'll be an expensive either movie or show though i know that much yeah i mean if they put him in like a team-up movie or something like Give him a couple pages of lines. That's all you really have to do, and then, yeah. So I feel like if since start we know Star Lord is going to return, and um, you know, I feel like Rocket and Groot are probably second in line to pop up in something. Yeah, because I know Drax isn't coming back, um, and if he's not coming back, I can't imagine we see uh, Nebula again. Mm, true. Um, yeah, I feel like Nebula and Gamora are kind of like they're not like exclusive to each other, but yeah. So, and and Mantis is just off doing her own thing. So, yeah, she could pop up. I mean, I I don't think I'd be mad if she never popped up again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like, if she popped up, I wouldn't be mad either. Yeah, I I feel like she's. We're just gonna see her like in little cameo spots. If yeah. anything, I want Adam Warlock to come back because I feel like yeah, uh, I liked him too. And then yeah, I um I didn't expect him to make him so uh, goofy. Yeah, I thought it was just gonna be straight just serious all the way through but i also thought i didn't realize before i saw it that he was going to be like uh i thought that he was going to be kind of like the main like antagonist yeah and yeah i like the way uh what's what's his name will poulter yeah yeah i like the way he played him yeah yeah i mean and uh there's plenty of cosmic stories that they can tackle to create like a new you know bring all the different space characters together yeah and, and they, they only said that uh that we just weren't going to see the that guardians team together anymore. yeah so um we will, we might still get more yeah we'll see we'll have to wait and see i don't know guys uh so what's what's next uh movie your uh secret invasion yeah i think that's in a month, month exactly i think it's the time of this recording i think it's june 21st that one looks pretty cool too yeah i'm trying it's not a little to... dark <laughs> excuse me uh, i'm 
try not to have like too like high expectations or like too mm. low or anything. I'm just kind of playing it by ear and just kind of seeing what happens. Is it yeah. a movie or is it a show? Show. Okay. Yeah. I think it's. I want to say it's six episodes, or or okay. I I don't know if it's six or eight, but I know it's a show. I mean, hopefully it'll, because I, I saw just like a headline to an article. I didn't read the actual article, but it said uh, Samuel L. Jackson was comparing it, or somebody was comparing this to Winter Soldier. Mm. And I was like, okay, that I kind of expected that, you know, like the whole kind of who's who's who and who's on whose side and type of thing. Yeah. So I'm like, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what happens because, you know, it's just, like, what are they? What are going to be the implications? It it can't be a story that's just kind of like, in itself, you know, just alone and like. Yeah, I I'm interested to see, who, um, if any, if anybody that we've been watching all this time has been a scroll. Because mm. um, that does change a lot, depending on who it is. Like, uh, if it's. If it's Maria Hill, then uh, okay, cool. But it it kind of has. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was Fury the whole time. But with the secret invasion stuff, like you never really know. Um. What was I saying? Oh, so, uh, you know, one other thing we haven't talked about, I don't think at all, is um, uh, your thoughts on Quantumania. Oh, yeah. You know, that's funny you bring that up because I actually just watched it again the other day. Mm. Um, and oh, I should have wrote, wrote down my thoughts when I watched it again. But when I first seen it in the theaters, mm. right, it just didn't feel like it was the right movie for Kang. Yeah. It felt like, because, you know, we've seen Ant-Man fight Yellow Jacket, which makes sense. You know, it's like it's sort of like the evil side of it. Mm-hmm. You've seen him kind of fight Ghost, and then that wasn't really like a true villain, but like someone like like anti uh, hero kind of. Um, but then we finally see him go up against Kang and like the movie's not bad it just didn't really hold me the way some of the other Marvel movies do mm-hmm. and the way that I think I was more captivated in the first Ant-Man movie not so much but kind of in the second one um, I think the second one kind of helped me with the humor mm-hmm. and the humor was what kept me this one wasn't as funny as the last one does it feel rushed to you it felt rushed like that storyline yeah it was just like okay this, we got to introduce this thing to get them yeah. here and then all right now we can introduce king and then do all this like it just didn't feel like the movie is fully like planned out it seemed yeah. like they were kind of like like they had an Ant-Man movie and then they're like well we need to put king somewhere like rewrite this movie and add him in there or something yeah I, I think he 
he seems like too much of a big bad to be just going up against Ant Man. And the yeah. Wasp. Hey, he um and the whole movie just felt kind of it's not a bad movie. Yeah. But it's not like when I'm when I'm doing my watch throughs every once in a while, like mm. that's not gonna be the movie that I'm looking forward to. Like once I get in like phase what phase five that we're in now. Mm. Like it's like oh phase five's coming up. And like I can't wait for Quantumania. Like, <laughs> uh all right, let's <laughs> let's do it. I just Jonathan Majors is as cool as uh as Kang in the movie. Um, unless he did all that stuff in, in real life. Then he was kind Record of two parts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jonathan Majors is pretty damn good in that. <laughs> Once we get the verdict, you, we tell people which episode it was in two part A or part B. <laughs> you know, Jonathan Majors was real shit in that movie. I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't love the whole thing. It just it felt super rushed to me. Yeah, uh, and the first time I watched it, I because I didn't get to watch it until it came out, uh, you know, on digital. Mm. Um, so the first time I watched it, gotta be honest with you, I fell asleep. <laughs> I, it was like forty-five minutes into it, I fell asleep. I had to start it. I had to restart it over like twice to really get through the whole thing. Um. Yeah, just not my favorite, man. I was, I had, I did have high hopes for it, mm. um, and I don't know why I did, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have high hopes for it, and it just well, didn't I mean, go the way that I thought it was going to. We had all this, like, you know, we 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 were getting all this, like, oh, here's what's coming, here's here's what's going to happen in the next four or five years, you know, like the multiverse saga, and this is where it's going to kick off, and. You know, this is the movie you had to see, and we had seen Jonathan Majors in Loki, and we were like, "Oh, like this is this he's playing like a cool character," mm-hmm. and then we see him kind of in the trailers of this, and the trailers make it seem like, you know, it's gonna be like this all-out like epic movie, but like that's not really what we got. Like, I didn't really feel like this is like the movie that's setting off, you know, the whole multiverse thing. Mm-hmm. I felt like this is just a movie that's kind of adjacent to it you know like we would kind of get before where it's like you get a little bit of stuff moving the whole saga but not the whole yeah i I, it feels like it was maybe something that should have come out maybe more towards the middle of phase five Mm -hmm. um had we gotten some other like multiversal stuff before this besides i mean we had dr strange but like and spider-man I don't know. It just didn't feel like the greatest start to phase five. But I also know that like, it's kind of like with TV shows, right? Like you're telling a story, you got to start here. And then like, you have like those peaks and valleys. So I understand that like some, like not everything's going to be like end game, which don't even get me started on everybody. Uh, Endgame was the best. Everything else after that, just uh, okay, guys. We get it. Just go watch your Batman movie then. Someone, I, I, I don't know who said it, but I did. I do remember before that someone did say like this is like the, this is like a, I think it was the director. I think he said he was trying to make like an Endgame level like movie, mm-hmm. and I was just like, 
I think that kind of set my expectation, like, oh, something. And I think that's also something that kind of disappointed me with the movie was like, I was expecting this big like change, this big consequence, and like it just sort of felt like a small sort of movie in that yeah. sense. It, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. It not the greatest, not the worst Marvel movie. Yeah, not the worst one at all, but um, it's definitely more towards like the middle of my list. Do Do you think? I don't know when they finished writing it, but do you think it was affected by like COVID? Because I know like Spider Man was supposed to come out, I think, after Multiverse and Madness, but mm-hmm. they had to switch it and then like change the plot and everything to like kind of fit. So do you think like maybe like they there was some something they had to cut out or like something that. I don't know if there's anything that they had to cut out, but I, it, COVID probably affected the storytelling part of it. Mm. Um, they might have had to—I don't know for sure—but I'm, I'm. It feels like they might have had to rush through some things to just get uh, words on paper. And yeah, this looks like it's—it's going to be pretty big and get it out there to start filming it, but. It's just, I feel like they didn't like because the first two movies, Paul Rudd like kind of had some writing uh, mm-hmm. credit on it. So I don't know how much exactly he wrote, but I feel like it definitely he definitely helped in those senses. Like it felt like a fun like sort of like Ant Man had its own little um, not genre. What's the word I'm looking for? Like it almost felt like it was his own little like you his own humor. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. If you like Paul Rudd, you like you're gonna enjoy this movie. I feel like this movie because he didn't write on it, it it's kind of missing that like that Paul Rudd touch. And I so think it, too, like yeah. it's it's also hard too because not all the same characters are there too. Yeah. So you don't have uh, what's that dude's name? Oh, uh, Michael Pena. Yeah, Michael Pena's not there. Um, I, I I didn't care if Ti was there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the I forgot the other dude that was there with the accent. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But there just wasn't enough. I feel like it's just hard to have two humorous movies to start the trilogy, and then you get the third one, you go like super serious. There was some funny parts. Yeah, but like it was mostly serious, and. It just didn't, just didn't hit well for me. Yeah, which is, um, yeah, it it was, I guess, not tough coming to terms with that. But I've been okay with everything that we've gotten with gotten since Endgame. Mm. Um, I even like Black Widow. Um, but yeah, that was like the first like dip in like quality stuff that I, I really didn't care for that much. I watched uh, Love and Thunder again the other day. Mm-hmm. And again, watching it like outside the theater, it wasn't too bad, you know? It got yeah. a lot of shit. I think it is kind of overdoing it in some areas where like the humor is there. 
mm-hmm. like it's trying to make you laugh. Um, but like I think a lot of like the parts that people complained about, like towards the end when like he gives all the kids like the power and stuff. Mm-hmm. I seeing that again, I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah, I thought you know, it was funny, just, and I thought it was funny too. Yeah, like that. I thought that was funny. There's like a, a few parts where I was just like, I I feel like it was kind of focusing more on trying to make it a comedy movie rather than like mm-hmm. a Thor movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of hard with Thor because it's like we either go back to like the first two, mm-hmm. or we we go to like Ragnarok. You know, like there's yeah. I want the in between. Oh yeah, no, I liked it. Uh, I think it was the the cool little send off for Jane Foster. Um, I'm interested to see what we get with Love later on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I I, I think Phase Four was really it was a lot of uh, content. Mm-hmm. But um, it sets us up for the future pretty well. With a lot of new characters, um, yeah. So I guess we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right. So you want to? We'll take a quick break and then get into this whole sliding time scale thing. Okay. Headaches. We all get them. We all wish they would go away. There is a solution. The Webheads Podcast. Just one listen. There's no more tension, no more throbbing, no more pain. Your headache, sorrows, confusion, completely gone. The Webheads Podcast. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, so like I said before the commercial, we are talking about the sliding time scale within Marvel Comics. Um, do you feel comfortable explaining to everybody what this is? I think I have a, a, a good grasp on what it is. Okay. Um, so I want you guys to imagine that you pick up a, a comic book and let's say, let's say you picked it up in the early 90s. Okay. You pick up an X-Men comic book or something, right? And you, you, you're reading it, and you're like, okay, this is happening, this is happening. This character just happened to, you know, just did this big thing, this big event happened, right? And then fast forward, we're in 2022, and you pick up another X-Men comic book, and you're reading it, and you're like, hey, they're talking about this this one thing that happened. They referenced this one thing that happened, you know, thirty years ago in mm-hmm. in my time. But in the book, they're talking about it like it only happened fairly recently. They never really say, you know, five years ago, six years ago. They just say that thing happened, mm-hmm. right? And there might be a character in there who who in the first in the nineties you saw them as like a younger character, or maybe you know they're still the same age that that happened and now you're 30 years later and you're like wait how's this how's this happening they're talking about it like it just happened but you know the time has shifted so that's essentially what it is it's where our time is obviously you know moving forward 
in time, years have passed, but in comic book time, you have to still be able to reference past stories and past events that are relevant to the story you're telling now, mm-hmm. while still being able to not really make it seem like that happened 30 years ago because these characters are not aging. Yeah, you have so to you be have able to, to just bring it up without referencing the time that it's in between. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess officially Marvel says that uh, they started at uh, the Fantastic Four uh, going into space and getting their powers. Mm. That's where their their scale starts. Everything mm. before that aged in, in real time. And that the Fantastic Four going into space, going through the cosmic uh, shower that they flew through and getting their powers, that's where the timeline always starts. And that was, I don't remember what year that was. It's a Fantastic Four number one. Uh, but basically, uh, everything was, so now it's it's a 13 year time frame on mm-hmm. the sliding scale. So uh, in 2013, in in the in Marvel's mind, that the Fantastic Four getting their powers happened in the year two thousand. Oh well, yeah. But then every year that you go forward, it it's just thirteen years back. So uh, in two thousand twenty three, in Marvel in the in the Marvel six one six universe, mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four got the powers in two thousand ten. Oh, so it's just always 13 years. Yeah. So every new thing that's happening is now being pushed into that timeline. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's that the original 13 years is this big, right? Mm -hmm. And then more and more years start coming and going. And then, then we get like Venom and Carnage. And then there's... Instead of being at the end of the timeline, as the years go on, 2023 rolls around, and then that Venom Venom and Carnage thing is closer to the beginning, but those years just keep moving forward. You know, now that you say it, I I was reading, what was I reading? I think it was maybe like uh, Venom went before they did the King in Black storyline and everything. and I think at the end of one of the issues, there was like a, it was like a psychiatric file for Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. And I think it put that he was born in like 1990 or something like that. Or like, yeah. And I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, this guy's almost the same age as me. Like, <laughs> where did that happen? Yeah. And so like, I, 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 I always meant to like look more into it, but uh, this makes more, this helps me understand it. A lot better. Yeah, that's. I was reading too that I guess originally, um, the Punisher was a a veteran of the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and now it says that he's like a a veteran of like a, a made up Asian South Asian War mm-hmm. um, from the comics. So they 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 as the years go on, they do retcon some stuff and like yeah. change it so it fits. Um, that. I think it'll also uh, read in 
and Ben were vets of the of World War Two. Originally, originally, and I I don't remember what it says they're vets of now, but yeah. So in two thousand thirty six, all oh, that timeline is going to be beginning in two thousand twenty three. Mm. In in the six one six universe, I always thought well. It it always makes me uh, like some of the characters like their their history is tied to like certain events like Captain America, mm-hmm. Magneto like their history is tied to World War Two, so yeah. like the whole sliding timeline thing always makes me kind of like not cringe but it makes me wonder like how they're gonna like tie it up because the further you get the farther you get from yeah. World War Two. Yeah, it's either you. You change the war that he was, he went into the ice and the war that he fought in, and then when he goes into the ice, or you say that he he did go in in World War II and he's been frozen mm-hmm. since then. Yeah. And then you like, you change the time frame of, of which he was in the ice the mm-hmm. whole time. But that's the only way that it really makes sense. Yeah. Magneto is a lot harder though, because it's like, yeah, his whole camps <laughs> and like Nazis and all the whole thing. So it's like, eventually he's gonna just be a hundred and fifty year old man. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, unless you. That's one thing I thought about too when they were talking about bringing him into the movies. Now, mm. is if you do it, then you kind of have to change the Holocaust thing, which is gonna piss people off. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, you could, you could put it. Uh, it, you can leave it at the Holocaust thing and then make him kind of like, you have to change some things and say that he's probably immortal or something like that. Something happened to make him immortal. Or there could have been a mutant immortal. or something. Or, or like, yeah, because of mutant powers. It's, it's, uh, oh yeah, his mutant powers are uh, aging him at a slower pace than everybody else. Stuff like that. Or you're going to have to move it up and and he 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 grew up during the Jim Crow era and all that stuff, and then and changed some things in the story. But yeah, that's the sliding time scale doesn't always seem to make sense for all of mm-hmm. it. But um, it's it's interesting to see, or if you think about it, like all the stuff that's happened. If it's just thirteen years previous, yeah. all the stuff that's happened, man, the world's been dealing with some shit. <laughs> Like, <laughs> some some characters go through events like two two times a year. Yeah, you know, once once a year at least. So to sit there and be like every year you have a new world ending like event going on, like <laughs> yeah, it's not making to be a superhero sound fun. No. And so that that's the the gist of the the sliding time scale. It doesn't completely make sense um, for everything, but you also have to remember that we're just talking about comic books here. And yeah. Not everything needs to fit in completely. Like if, if it makes sense within that Punisher's timeline or Ghost Rider, the Fantastic Four, then stick with it. If it doesn't, then oh well. Because I don't know if DC does. DC kind of reboots a lot. Yeah, I, I I think what was it the new fifty two that yeah. they did? 
I think that one was like a partial reboot because I know there's some stuff that stayed, some stuff that they changed. Yeah. And then I think they rebooted again after that. And I don't know where that fits into <laughs> everything. But like, I know Marvel, what we did, Secret Wars was supposed to be like, not a reboot, but more like a, a relaunch of everything. So you get like more legacy characters uh, in their books. Um, I don't think they've done like a reboot reboot, have they? Marvel? I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's just been the sliding time scale the whole time. Yeah. Which works. I mean, I'm not saying that they need a reboot at all. Like, if it doesn't, if the story doesn't call for it, then, you know, don't do it. Don't just do it just for, like, shock value and everything. Yeah. No, that's, um... Yeah, I don't... Well, is that, is that what they try to do with the, the Ultimate Universe? Uh, Yeah, I think that was just more... Yeah, they're trying to bring, like, retell a lot of, like, the characters' like origins from mm-hmm. a different point of view where they could be more out there and like shocking with like what they put in the story because it didn't affect the actual you know main timeline yeah ultimate universe coming back yeah uh next month i think or when this comes out this month Mm -hmm. it's either june or july that's gonna be interesting yeah i want to say it's july um but that marvel posted something a little clip you know, they do with motion comics. Mm. Uh, they just posted something uh, with the motion comic, uh, kind of hyping it up a little bit. Mm. So we'll see. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so that's uh, the sliding time scale. Um, the, I, I mentioned the Franklin Richards theory. Mm. Uh, you said you didn't really know too much about it. So uh, let's try to get into that one. Because that one's a little bit more uh, complicated, but it, it kind of makes sense, I guess. So let's see. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> um, can you still see me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I clicked over to a different tab, so I just wanted to make sure. Oh man. Okay. So this is where things get interesting for me. I don't know which one of these you you guys can tell us after you're done listening what you think or which ones you believe or which ones you uh, are gonna roll with. But um, so somebody came up with this. Uh, a, a fan came up with this theory. This is not a, a Marvel, an official Marvel thing in any way, but a fan came up with this. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, let's see, where are we, where are we? So in Fantastic Four Annual number six, uh, this is 1968, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sue Storm is pregnant with their first kid, uh, Franklin, or who's going to be Franklin. And uh, Reed, Johnny, and Ben uh, try to gather up antimatter from the negative zone uh, to protect... Um, I didn't read the story, but for some reason they were trying to protect her from uh, radiation poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in the end, when they get there, uh, Reed uses Annihilus's 
um, cosmic control rod mm. just to uh, save Sue from the radiation poisoning and their unborn child. Uh, so the cosmic control rod is known for allowing whoever's using it to manipulate matter and energy around them. Okay. So um, it, Annihilus was using it to make himself uh, immortal because you're just changing uh, the matter and energy around you so you can age yourself as slow as you want to. You can stop your aging, basically. Um, and that's exactly what he was using it for. Uh, so people think that instead of Franklin being a mutant, which is what some people think that he is, mm. uh, they think that Reed using the cosmic uh, control rod is what actually gave um, Franklin his powers. Okay. Uh, which, okay, cool. I, I'll take that. It's a it's a plausible theory, and da, 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 where was that page at? I I didn't prep for this obviously, but here we are. It, I can edit it out later. Da, da, da. So at they're the they're comparing the two online on different websites. Mm. Uh, but this is good. the guy who originally thought of the idea, uh, he has a whole website dedicated to it. I'll, I'll link it. <laughs> I'll link it below the video. But uh, it's the website's called uh, The Great American Novel, or The Fantastic Four, The Great American Novel. Right? This guy's got everything separated into five different acts. He's going through the whole history of uh, The Fantastic Four from 1961 to 1989 there's it's called tetagame.com and this guy I don't, I don't know who he is i've never met him but he's spent a lot more time with the fantastic four than the rest of his family i'm sure because <laughs> the amount of detail that the guy goes into is ridiculous so uh, for those of you who don't know uh franklin has I guess, do we call them cosmic powers? Or uh, just powers? I, 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 I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess for the sake of this, we'll just call them powers. Okay. So uh, here, I'll go through a list real quick of just the things that Franklin has uh, come across in his, <laughs> in the, in his whole existence as a character. Um, so one, he can he can change, create, or destroy universes. Um, I think I mentioned uh, probably a couple episodes back. Well, when we did the draft, I brought up that uh, Franklin can create universes. He made a pocket universe in his closet one day, uh, just for the hell of it. And I, th I think it says that before before he did the the closet universe, he um, he had made one before that in like the Heroes Reborn mm. uh, time of comics. And that's not good. Oh. You still hear me okay? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, my screen just like blacked out out of nowhere. Cool. It scared me. Um, so th for the Franklin theory, they believe in uh, 1968 when Franklin was first introduced. Uh, that's when all Marvel characters really stopped doing their uh, their aging in in the in real time like they were before that. And they believe <laughs> that uh when franklin came around he um created a, a his own pocket universe and whether he knows it or not he's stopped everybody in the world from aging the way that they were before mm. so uh, inadvertently he's uh made a universe where Everybody around him just doesn't age anymore. Besides those thirteen years, uh, uh, does not reference it, that like a number. It doesn't years. reference the, the years at all. Um, and yeah, this guy goes through a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, Franklin just has uh, powers that not even he really understands or knows how to control or use, uh, but that doesn't stop them from being used to create uh, <laughs> different power or different things from happening. It says that he's also the reason that a lot of other Marvel superheroes don't have kids. <laughs> it says that he doesn't like the other kids. He's, uh, where was it? Uh, so he said that <laughs> he's the reason that Cy uh, Cyclops and uh, Madeline's son Cable uh, gets sent to the future and gets infected with the alien virus and then dumped, or he gets infected with the alien virus and then dumped into the future. So they're saying Franklin's the reason for that. He's the reason that the Wanda's Scarlet Witch uh, hurts. He's the reason that her twins um, just cease to exist. And then they were revealed by, they were revealed to be soul shards from when Franklin dispersed Mephisto's soul. Uh, he's the reason that uh, when Spider-Man and Mary Jane uh, got pregnant, uh, he brought back Norman Osborn to kill the baby. And, <laughs> and da -da -da. oh, and then after he brought back Osborn to kill the baby, uh, he made sure that they never had another f baby in the future. And that's because he uh, frankly edited out uh, their Peter and Mary Jane's marriage in the first place. And he did that using Mephisto as well. Oh, and, and Betty Banner had a miscarriage, which is not funny. Hmm. But they're saying that Franklin was the cause of all that stuff. I like part of it. I can see like part of it being mixed with like the thirteen year. Mm. Like if they were gonna give the thirteen year like sliding timeline like a canon like reason. Yeah. I could see Franklin being the reason for that thirteen years like sliding if they were going to. Yeah, he's so it's basically just Franklin made a inadvertently made a, a universe and I guess unconsciously added everybody in the world into that universe 
including himself, and now they're just they stopped aging. That's why Spider Man just hit what sixty years in real time. Mm-hmm. And he can't be in the comics. He can't be any older than twenty eight or something like that. Yeah, at the most, yeah, thirty something, early thirties. Yeah, and actually, I mean, it kind of makes sense because even in the current Spider Man run, uh, Peter and Mary Jane get kind of like tossed out to like a different dimension, mm. and um, Peter gets sent back, and for him, he's tr- he tries to get back to Mary Jane in that other dimension, and mm. for him, it's like a matter of like two days that he's gone. But for her in the other dimension, it was like uh, she, he was gone for like three years, three or four yeah. years. Uh, so I guess it would kind of make sense. The Franklin one, because if he's controlling time here and slowing everything down here, and she was without Peter for four years in a different dimension, then yeah, it kind of works. And two, uh, what's her name? Magic. She went into the, into what you call it, limbo. Oh, yeah. Like a super small baby and then came out at least like 7, 16, 17 or something like that. And and the time wasn't uh, in in 616, or in the 616 time, it wasn't that long. Makes sense. It kind of makes sense. Everything's, it's, but uh, in in the comics now, Franklin is currently uh, uh, losing his power, or slowly losing his power. Mm. Uh, like he has to like monitor and like control like how much of it he uses at a time. Mm. So now this, this theory is going to be put to test because it's like, it, is Marvel really doing it this way? And they're just not saying anything, and then something happens to Franklin, like he loses his powers or he dies or something. Does everybody else just start aging out of nowhere? That'd be that'd be kind of cool. They need to do like a, even if this isn't like a, a legit Marvel thing, uh, doing like a a, a, a short series with this, mm-hmm. like give us like ten issues or something with it. I, I that might work. I could see that. That'd be, yeah. Like he just loses his powers, and all of a sudden, everybody like instantly just starts aging to like what yeah. their like real timeline. Yeah, that'd Ages. be crazy. Because uh, I mean, Peter's Peter's. I mean, we got a little bit of like them getting older in like uh, the Fantastic Four life story, mm-hmm. and the Spider Man oh, one. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that little story. So those, uh, hopefully, it makes sense to everybody. But those are the the two that I've seen. Uh, the sliding time scale, which is about those thirteen years. I think Marvel officially says thirteen years. In like two thousand eight, something like that. I wonder why they chose thirteen. I don't know. I have no idea. Let's see if I can find anything on it. There's uh, so many. When you look up the Marvel sliding time scale, there's so many articles on it. Mm. And Reddit is filled with nonstop questions of people just, what? Well, can somebody explain the sliding time scale to me? Can somebody <laughs> tell me what this is about? I don't get it. But I, 
it does get confusing when you get to like Spider-Man started in 60, was that 62 or something like that? 63, whenever mm-hmm. it was. And then if you're still using that time scale, then yeah, it's kind of confusing that like he had like a, a, a small little square TV sitting in his living room. And then he has like, he's talking to Mary Jane on his cell phone. Like, <laughs> So, like, yeah, it's a little bit... And he's referencing stuff that happened in, like, 72. I always just kind of, like, envisioned it, like, um, like, if you were telling, like, the the story yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're, like, almost like a stage play. You're using the props that are available to you, right? So, like, I always just imagined it, like, okay, this is being told to me uh you know with someone who only has props from like the 70s or you know Mm -hmm. so they're using all this stuff and then you know someone the 2000s is telling me so now they have more updated like stuff so Mm -hmm. like the the timeline it it never really bothered me it doesn't like kind of make the stories like ruined or like anything like that Mm -hmm. i kind of just always just kind of see each thing as like its own because it, it's kind of hard to keep track of time anyways when you're not reading every single book that comes out. Yeah, too. and too, like, we've talked about it before, but, like, we've done events where there's, like, 12 issues in the event, right? That's a whole year's worth of comics. Yeah. So, but the event is only, like, a a two-week thing in, yeah. in their, like, actual time. So it's like, okay, yeah, we had a year's worth of comics, but it was only two weeks worth of actual time that they mm. like that the story took place in. So it's like, okay, cool. Two weeks out of fifty-two weeks in a year. It it kind of makes sense if you just kind of smush it down to those thirteen years, because then it's like, yeah, it's still a lot of shit that's happened in that time frame. But it if you if it bothers you, if the time frame of things bothers you enough. Then the sliding time scale makes sense. Yeah, it it doesn't. If you don't pay attention to like the small details, like what kind of TVs they had, or like having to go to a payphone and then using a cell phone, like if you don't care about that stuff within a thirteen-year time frame, then who cares? It doesn't really matter because, like you said, if you're just if somebody's telling you the story, you're not gonna. They're not telling you. Oh, he was sitting there watching a black and white TV. And then, like, five minutes into the story, he's like, oh, yeah, but then he called me on my cell phone. Yeah. Those small details of, like, taking a cab or an Uber don't really matter to, like, an overall story. Mm -hmm. So, like, the time frame of it, whether it was 60 actual years or you squeeze it down to 13, doesn't really change anything. Yeah. So, I don't know, guys. If it... If it works for you, it works for you. If you care, go ahead and care about it. It's, it's, it's not really a, a, a wrong way to, to read the comics. And it all just comes down to what you're into anyways. Yeah. Um, so read it how you want to. Yeah, because, I mean, like, like you said, if you're, like me personally, I like to, if I'm going to read something, I want to try to stay fairly recent, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I want to maybe read 
maybe 15 years back, you know, in our time. Yeah. So, like, what happens in, like, the previous times, yeah, I might read those for the show or, like, you know, just because someone says, oh, this will, this is a good story or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just, I just know that history is there. I don't have to read it or anything. It's not affecting what I'm reading here for the most part. So, you yeah, know, unless I, I pick I'm up all good. a book, unless I pick up a book and it's like the first like 20 pages is like straight history and it's like stuff that like I kind of need to know for the story, mm. then I, I usually don't go back. Yeah. But the, even like with at least with the Marvel stuff that I read, there's not tons of like new stories that I start that are like, Oh, like you have to go back and read this first. Yeah. Like I, I'm doing the Secret Wars read through and I found a list that's like a couple years long worth of <laughs> shit to read. But it's like I could easily just read the Secret Wars stuff and then be gone and move on. Yeah. But it just depends on who you are. Like there's if I see the list, there's no part of me that says I I have to skip over like I'm just gonna skip over like these first like ten stories because I don't really need all that. Um, I can stop myself from reading shit that I just like if it if I'm start reading it and it's just boring and shit, I'm just gonna stop. But like, read what you want, read it how you want, put it in whatever time frame you want to. Like Demarco said, it's like if you're reading the older stuff, just look at it like somebody's telling you a story, and these are the props that they they have with them. This is what they have to deal with. Yeah. If you're reading current stuff, cool. Older stuff, good luck. Um, but yeah, that's that's the sliding tax hill. That's the Franklin Richards theory. Um, let us know which ones you guys uh, stick with. If you do at all, if you care at all, uh, put it in the comments below on the video. Leave us some comments on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Hit our DMs for once. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah, guys, thanks for listening. You know, it is, I like this discussion today because it's not like a lot of, uh, you know, oh, here's what I thought, here's this or that. It's just <laughs> here's a way to kind of understand comic books a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. I want to try to to make a, some more videos and episodes like this where we just uh, explain some things with just the the facts that are there. Yeah, because um, not every I I understand that not everybody wants to hear everybody's opinion on everything. Mm. At least not every episode. So I, I'm <laughs> going to try to sprinkle these in every once in a while. We're still going to be doing the events stuff like that. Uh, last week. Uh, at the time of this video coming out, we have the video for uh, me going to Shortbox Live with our boy Gabe. Um, I showed all the stuff that uh, I picked up over there and some of the free comic book stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was it. And uh, oh, and in the video, I we have that giveaway too for the uh, the comic book that I'm giving away that was signed by. Um, the artist that drew it on comic book day, I believe his at was rat136, uh, but I, I'll put it on the video here on the screen so everybody sees it because I keep forgetting it. 
And then um, hit us up for some stickers too, y'all. We got stickers. We got stickers. Um, you can put them anywhere. I know some people that have been putting them in gas stations. It has not been me. <laughs> but I know somebody, maybe a few people that have been doing it. Put them up anywhere you see them. That's legal. Any <laughs> legal place. Because if I start getting calls from cops saying, hey, you need to come clean this shit up. How would they call you? <laughs> I don't know. They might they might actually go to our, our IG and hit me up. <laughs> Watch like the first DM I get is from a cop. <laughs> OPD. If that, cop, if that cop is trying to solve the case of who le who's leaving stickers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take him too seriously. You don't this got guy to He's taking like the baby steps to become detective here. Like other cops are trying to make leaps and bounds. This guy's like, I'm gonna just take it slow and easy. <laughs> Do it at my own pace. If I can get through this in the safest way possible, <laughs> I just gotta make it so I can retire. I get my pension. I'm good. <laughs> Let me chase down some, <laughs> some stinger slappers. They keep putting the shit up at the the stop signs. <laughs> I don't know. He's got to find something else to do with this time. Because he's not going to catch me. <laughs> Slap him up anywhere. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, that's all I got. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks for listening. And um, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate it. Peace. Bye.